What's up, everybody? You are now tuning in and listening to Cedric, Chris, Dempsey, and Justin, and we are the men of the year. Your mama's favorite group of men streaming on all major podcast platforms. So please subscribe to Men of the Year Pod for the latest content and leave a positive rating and review and let us know how we're doing. Also, follow and like us on Facebook and Instagram at Men of the Year Pod. And if you have questions, suggestions, need advice, or want us to discuss a specific topic, feel free to email us at menoftheyearpod at yahoo.com or shoot us a message on social media. We appreciate you and we thank you for joining us. Let's get to the episode. Men of the Year, Men of the Year, Men of the Year, Men of the Year. Dempsey, welcome back, man. Thank you. Thank you. Damn, you've been hey, good. We got a we missed I've, two episodes ago, but he got here for last episode and he's here now for three. Three actually. Yeah, he's been gone for oh, three. Yeah. Man. Who been man. a while? Been a long time. We should have left you without a dope beat to step two. Step two. <laughs> step two. Step two. <laughs> What you been up to, man? How's life? How, what you been doing in those three weeks mm. that you've been gone, man? Status quo, man. Two of those episodes been at work. One. Why not? <laughs> what you mean? He left us. He left us for a lady friend. Hey, how did it go? Went good. You know. Nice. Yeah. That's one that. man of the group. Don't yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Good man. job, Justin. <laughs> Yeah, man. Another, you know, just shout out to you. So, yeah, man. I'm glad that you went out on a date, man. Hey, like I said, life before podcasting, man. So, whatever you got to do. Did you get it? Did you get it, Dempsey? No, don't ask him like that, man. (laughs) Come on, man. Don't tell the world. Don't tell the world. Yeah, she listened to us, man. (laughs) No, but, uh, (laughs) but Dempsey, man. Um, I remember you saying, you know, off air that you had a you had an appointment, a doctor's appointment, mm-hmm. and it was more so along the lines for uh, neurological tests. Yep. Right. Yep. Um, what day? Yeah, it was a couple of weeks ago, and for that one, they they had me stay up the whole night, and uh, so. It was pretty grueling, actually. All those ones, those those tests suck. Yeah, yeah. I think I nodded off for about twenty minutes, and uh, so I had my my laptop with me. I had you know um, a couple of my my consoles with me, but even with that, you know, there's only so much you can do. Um, with I think I watched a couple episodes of The Mandalorian, but. Um, and that was that was for stress testing, right? Yes, yes. Um, right. But here's the thing: they they let me uh, sleep afterwards. You know, while the the testing was going on, they mm-hmm. uh, they had me do a couple other um, exercises. Otherwise, but um, they'll ha- I'll have the results done on the seventeenth uh, when I go down there. Oh, so go. hopefully. Um, you know, things will will go my way. You know, we'll find out if I'll be able to do the the resection. So got it. So just give a little context. I mean, what's um uh, what's going on with you if you're okay to share? I mean, what can what condition do you have? I mean 
Well, it is, you know, as we all know, is epilepsy. And uh, for those who um, don't know, or at least, um, you know, when I had my first seizure, um, to mm. be uh, epileptic, I believe you need to have at least two seizures. Um, okay. now, now, times may have changed since then. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. You know, I had my first seizure when I was when I was 12. And um, since then, you know, I had or I'd been on at least three medications um, throughout when when I was 12 through 16, at least. And um, probably the worst part was when I was, I want to say, 14 so when I was in eighth grade, that was probably the worst because there would be times when I would have anywhere from uh, maybe 20 seizures um, some days. Other days, I might have only one seizure a month. Um, hmm. It would vary. But, you know, those days I did have um, or would have um, 20 seizures. You know, my parents would just have to make that decision on whether or not um, I'd have to go to the ER or not, because back then, you know, Ativan was really only the um, the only option to to you know to go. I mean, it's otherwise, too. yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm sure that's what my parents were thinking was, um, otherwise, what else would you could do? So, but yeah, finally, you know, when I turned 16, you know, it was halfway. Or, let me think about this yeah it was like halfway or right near the end of my sophomore season we went down because my mom had been living down in ann arbor mm -hmm. and um fortunately they had a great or they have a great neurological department down there yep. and um my neurologist at the time he put me on kepra which i've been on ever since and it was a great uh, it was pretty much a, a wonder drug and it stopped my seizures right then and there. So mm. ever, you know, yeah. So was it, was it a Botox based uh, like injection or like, did you have pills or like what pills? What was it specific? Okay. Pills. Yep. Yep. So, um, which I went seizure free for probably about a little over three years. And, um, during a little after that, they started to wean me off the medication and I had been off the meds for a little over that time. And then I had um, a seizure. Well, yeah, a couple of seizures um, right after they weaned me off all my meds. But mm -hmm. so obviously it wasn't my time yet. But um, so you know, hopefully they'll have something, you know, in store for me this time. So, so have you, have you only had meds then to kind of take, take care of the situation or like, I know you said you had like three, like three different medications when you were younger, like, and, and this last one that you had basically stopped it instantly. Like, were there any other like options for you, like um, cannabis or any of that stuff? Like, Oh, um, that those were the three ones that I was on from that part of my life. There was, yeah, yeah there was Topermate, there was Phenytoin, there was, 
I can't remember what the <laughs> other one was. Um, some some weird word that we probably don't know how to pronounce. Yeah, something like that. But <laughs> um, yeah, from when I was 16, once I got into the Kepra, that was the only one I'd been on. Um, let's see, from 16 to like 19. And then let's see, I was I stayed on Kepra for a bit. And then... Let's see. Right now, currently, I'm on Kepra, I'm on Zonogram, I'm on, and I'm on Vimpat. So I've been Shit. on some other ones as well that did not work as well. I'm tr- trying to remember what the other one was, but that one my uh, neurologist took me off of because that one was just it. It did not work out for me. But got it. You're on three right now. Damn. Correct. Correct. Which we had to adjust the dosage um, over the last six months because um, that there is there would be little episodes that I'd be having, you know, at least once a month because like they weren't. I don't know if you'd be if they'd be considered, you know, seizures or not. But I get like these little um, stiffnesses like with my right arm um, that would last maybe, you know, five or six hours. And oh, then, wow. like, I'd be <laughs> right, right. You're, if your body locks up like that, I, I think it is because I mean, there's more than just like the shaking to a seizure. Like, those are like when you're shaking, those are mostly grand malls. Like, there are other ones that like your body locks up. Uh, grand well, mall is just when your body locks and unlocks like rapidly. Right, which they're they're not even really considered grand malls. Like, I'm like I'm conscious the whole time. But then, like once it all, once it stopped, like right near the end of it, like I, for some reason, like I throw up afterwards. So I don't know if it's just um, my body reacting to one of the 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 medications mm-hmm. or whenever it was. But we finally got the the um, the dosages correct. So now it's been about six months since I've had any of the episodes. So and that That's was good. yep yeah. that was Labor Day since I've had any of those. That's hmm. good. So Chris, I know you had uh, a similar, I guess, events. That's why you uh, seem to be so knowledgeable. About. Do you care yeah. to talk about yours? Yeah. So, I mean, mine didn't start when I was twelve, uh, and it's it's not necessarily based on seizures. But um, I was actually living with Cedric at the time. Trap house. Yeah, what up? Right, man, that house is dope. Yeah. That was a sweet house. Okay, it was it was definitely it was great. It was one of the best, <laughs> well, give give or take some situations, one of the best summers. Was that Ives? Um uh, no, that was it was yeah, it was State Street. We, like we were right by the liquor store, like the oh, yeah. computer store. Yeah. Um but no, um, so like just just one morning I it was like I had just picked up a shift. For someone else at work, like the day before, or whatever, you know, yeah. I was feeling mm. good, you yeah. know, got to work that job, make that money, get those tips. Um, I woke up, I want to say it was like three in the it morning, early, yeah, four mm. in the morning, something like that. And I, I was like, man, I really got to pee. So I went to go get up and like I put my arm down, you know, because at the time I was just like sleeping on my futon mattress. I didn't have the frame. I didn't have a bed or anything like that. So I went to go like put my arm down, put my leg up, go stand up. Well, my right leg started pushing up and I fell. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, oh man, you know, my, my arm feels numb. I was like, oh man, I stepped on it wrong. Went to go get back up again. Realized like I couldn't really use my left arm. 
So I used my right arm a little bit more to kind of like lift myself up. Well, couldn't really use my left leg either. So I was like, man, I really fucked up when I was sleeping or something. Like I, mm-hmm. I didn't think much of it. Um, it ended up actually taking me about like 10 minutes to get to the bathroom and said, you know, like where my, where my room was, that's like what? 10 steps to the bathroom. 11 yeah. steps. Um, so like, I was like, man, something's really fucked up with me. Um, and like, I felt like the, the right side of my face was just like loose or yeah, like, droopy. Or, or yeah, droopy or like, it didn't feel like my face normally does. Like it kind of felt like I was like, I had just spent like an hour in the hot tub, you know, that, that feeling of like mm-hmm. relaxation. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, Oh man, I'll just sleep it off. Cause I thought it was just like, I, I slept on, on my neck or my back wrong or something. Um, I think it was like an hour later or whatever. Like I still didn't feel good. Like I had to spin a little bit. Um, so I, I called in and like, I started realizing cause I, I couldn't speak. I was having issues like with, with words uh, and I was like slurring and just like, couldn't really enunciate anything um, that I thought I had a stroke. <laughs> uh, dumb me at the time. Uh, I've never had insurance in my life until I was gosh, 27. Uh, just victim of circumstance of, you know, having a single family household, no insurance from for my mom or for any of us mm-hmm. uh, and then just not making enough money to ever afford insurance because i mean what college kid who works a job and pays for their own schooling can afford you know 150 dollars a week for fucking insurance mm-hmm. um so like I, I just i was like man i can't i don't want to one i didn't want to believe it um because my mom had actually just died like a year or two ago from a stroke. So I was like, yeah, no, that's not me. No. So I was denying it. Um, and two, I just, I knew I didn't want to pay that bill. So I'm just like, Nope. Um, somehow it got out to my family who then told my grandma and like my grandma's always been like big into like helping her family. Uh, Cause my father was her firstborn. Uh, he died when we were younger. So like, she was always like in our lives and everything like that. Well, she found out I got an earful from grandma. So I was like, you know what? Okay. I'll, I'll go in. Um, and like when I got the earful, it was the following day. I still had issues. Um, I think during the day prior, like I, I started feeling a little bit better. Like I had no strength in my arm, no strength in my leg. Like it, it took me a while to move. Um, I couldn't think of people's names or words and like, I was just really slow to talk and um, went to the hospital the following day. Cedric went and picked me up some Burger King. Cause I was like, Oh man, you know, it might take a while. So he went to go get me Burger King after dropping me off. Um, I had my scans. Um, they said, good news. We don't see any signs of a seizure or I mean a stroke. I was like, Oh man, that's great. You know, I'm all good. And then, but, and he said that I had a golf ball sized tumor on my brainstem, mm. which is what caused it. And he said it was a, a pseudo stroke. So it was my brain basically partially shutting down to let me know something was wrong. Yeah. Restarting back up. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, good news, not a stroke, bad news, tumor. So, um, and at that point, they're like, yeah, you know we're going to have to send you somewhere else because we can't take care of you because big rapids is 
You can only do so much. They're not yeah. equipped for like yeah. anything. They, yeah. they could test you for the flu and they'll, they'll tell you you have the flu when you don't. Um, yeah. Um, no, but so like I, I had basically they're like, yeah, you know, um, Grand Rapids has X, Y, and Z that's capable of this or like if you have any other place. And I was like, the only thing that I can think of because I had, I had no one really that, that could help take care of anything besides my grandma and she lived in Ann Arbor. So, and I knew like they were huge on medical um, down there. So I was like, yeah, you know, can I go to Ann Arbor? And they're like, Oh yeah, you know, we can, we can definitely make that happen. So they made that call. Well, I was like, Hey sis, uh, I need you to drive me down here X, Y, and Z. So she was freaking out. She's getting ready to drive me. Cedric was coming back with my food. I'm like, man, I'm so hungry. I haven't eaten in like a day and a half. Cause I, I didn't eat the, the day that I, uh, had that pseudo stroke and uh, they're like oh yeah you can't eat anything because they they might you know need to operate on you and stuff when you get done i'm like damn is that serious like i started freaking out at that point and cedric came there i'm like man i can't eat it he's like oh i was like you can have it he's like i don't want it <laughs> i was like <laughs> well shit <laughs> um and and then i found out too that they wouldn't allow my sister to drive me down to and I really like, yeah, we can't take that risk. You got to take uh, an ambulance. I was like, motherfucker, that thing was fifty seven hundred dollars. I believe it, man. Yeah. And it would have it would have cost my sister probably like sixty dollars in gas. Um. So that wasn't fun. I got down there. Uh, they told me there was nothing they could do. They released me. I was like, the fuck? Like, I got a tumor in my brain. You're just gonna tell me sorry. Cause I didn't have any insurance. So like, I was literally like, they denied me because like, I thought they were kicking me out cause I didn't have any insurance. And it's just like, well, you know, what's the point, you know, you got a tumor in your brain. So yeah, uh, that's how I found out. And that was one hell of a 48 hours. I remember it like it was yesterday, man. Uh, because I wish I remembered. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it like it was yesterday. Cause I remember you. I remember you. I remember you coming out of the room. And you were saying yeah, something's wrong. We, we just bolted straight up to to the hospital, and we did get Burger King. <laughs> Thought that was gonna make you feel better, but man, I was so concerned <laughs> for you, man. Ate it. No. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, I, I was just so concerned for you. Um, I was definitely praying and hoping for the best, and I'm glad that your sister was around too. Yeah, I think that, you know, having having some family up there probably made you feel a little bit better um, so that you could have somebody to console with. Uh, but you also had us, too, as, as family. But we were crossing our fingers that everything was was going to be OK. Um, I, I'm, I, I, sure. oh, I'm oh, sorry. Go, go no, ahead. You, no, you go ahead. Go for I was going to share. And obviously it was it was benign. Yeah, well, um, so the the scan couldn't really dictate um because it had similar markings to like a geoblastoma which is actually more common in children um but it was their their best guess at the time without doing an uh, a biopsy and obviously digging into my brain to to get a sample um based on the the size and shape uh they didn't think that it was malignant so they were they were taking a little bit of a chance um and they said that basically I had to keep getting scans to monitor it because depending on the, the rate of growth and the, the shape and uh, kind of like how it spread would determine whether or not it was 
going to be benign or malignant. I mean, it ended up being benign, thankfully. Yeah. Um, but yeah, at, at the time they couldn't tell. I just know that like the the visual of having a fucking golf ball in my brain was just like, what the fuck? Right. Yeah, because the brain's right. not that large to begin with. I mean, no. I mean, even even the brainstem, like, yeah. If you if you take your your two fists, kind of put them together, like at yeah. the at the wrist, that's, that's almost size, that yeah. that shape is almost like what 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 a brainstem looks like. So, and like mm-hmm. my the right side of my brainstem was kind of like indented quite a bit. Mm. So, well, um, let me ask you both this question, and Dempsey, you've been dealing with it. For virtually your entire life, Chris, you had a good portion of, you know, your uh, 20s dealing with it. But mm-hmm. I mean, how did it affect you both, you know, moving forward in your life? Like, how did it? Yeah. How did it affect you throughout your life or at that time, rather? Mainly, I mean, seeing as, you know, for me, particularly, there'd be a lot of days where, I mean, obviously I would, I'd be frustrated, you know, yeah. but I know, I know for my parents, particularly it, I know it took a lot of stress on them because, you know, they knew that there was nothing they could do about it because mm-hmm. they, it, you know, they felt helpless, you know, and, but they knew that once I was on the Kepra. They felt such a such a weight that was lifted off of them as well as myself. Yeah, I think uh I think that as a parent, and I could speak on this, uh, but as a parent, I feel like when your child is going through something that's that's really tough, whether it's mental, physical, emotional, you just want to take all that pain from them and, and put it on yourself. And I'm sure that's probably both what, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Dempsey were doing. You know, I know that they had other children, but that was I I can only imagine what they what they thought and what they were uh, going through at that time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, not to get, you know, sidetracked. I mean, particularly with this job, you know, I've had a couple of consumers um, that have had seizures, you know, um, I've, you know, that I've witnessed, you know, just over and over and it mm-hmm. just, it hits, um, just so too close to home. And, um, for me, you know, all I can, you do, all I can do is just, just, you know, gain more knowledge, which, you know, just, I mean, for future references, they kind of, um, just sheds a light for me that you know if if you have kids say that you know if if they have seizures you just gotta watch right and a part of me i i've had that thought over and over and there have been times that i i just i want to cry you know and i i've had to to fight that off because i wouldn't want to to bring that not really so much that into this world, but no, just have it. to like yeah, take your time, man. potentially deal with it or something like, or like have, it's almost like you, you, you're afraid that if you do have a kid, you're giving them your problems. Yeah. Like right. You're setting You're setting them off 
like at a disadvantage at, at that at that you know point in the road where it's like you're you're gonna have to suffer exactly exactly and just exact it'd be just kind of setting that that ball in motion all over again and that's just it's something that i just i wouldn't want to deal with mm-hmm. you know uh, just de- dealing because i've 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 spent so much time in the hospital not only not only for myself but just for my consumers and it's just you know just the most terrifying feeling that's just that's just you don't you don't just you don't want to deal with it anymore yeah yeah it almost sounds you know indescribable to to go through i mean i can only imagine what you've been through from the age of 12 yeah. you know being put on all these not just one med- i mean but just multiple medication and three sh- right now right and i'm sure that you've probably experienced multiple side effects from each medication and yeah man i for me i feel like just from a parent's perspective i i get what you're saying that you know with your condition and you're bringing in children into this world and you feel that your condition may be hereditary and i don't know if epilepsy is hereditary or not it's not and that's the funny thing is that i'm the only one i'm both my parents and my you know both of them i'm the only one that's ever had it Mm -hmm. so obviously i drew the the short end on yeah yeah so that's why i you know when i found out that i was the only one that it was just you know that was the other reason why i was just even more frustrated that Oh hey, you know, look at that. Why why was it me that had you know? Why did it have to be me on that? Yeah, I, I think a lot of people end up feeling that way when they, you know, first find out that they've been diagnosed with you know a disease or a disorder or, or any other type of medical issues that is going to have some type of hindrance on their on their health. Uh, but what about you, Chris? I mean, how did that affect you? Um. Well, actually, like we were just uh, something that actually just clicked in my brain. So when I was younger, uh, obviously, I had my own different kind of torments when I was younger. I actually had a dream once that I had a tumor um, in my brain. Mm. And I, I was like, oh, man, I don't know what to do. Like, it was weird as a kid. Like, who even fucking thinks of shit like that? Like, my brain was just all sorts of weird anyways to begin with. Um, but after after the, the pseudo stroke and everything like that, um, actually, I think he, you probably remember this too, like leading up to it, like I just kept getting headaches and headaches and headaches. And like before, before that summer, dude, I might've had maybe two headaches my entire life, um, which is weird. Cause like, I've always, I always felt, you know, healthy and fit and all this other stuff. Um, never really had any, any real issues. Like I never had the flu before. Um, I got a cold, maybe a handful of times. And that was, that was really it. Fucking college did its work on me. Um, but um, so I started getting headaches, all that stuff happened. And then from there on um, it just started picking up uh, to where I would, I would start having migraines. Uh, and I don't know if it's, it's because I finally knew what was going on that my body is just like, okay, well now you can go ahead and suffer. Um, mm. Or if it was just because of the, the amount of pressure at the time, um, which is probably what caused the pseudo stroke anyways. Um, but like it, it started, you know, affecting vision, balance, 
speech speech yeah um memory a little bit not too i don't want to say like it really affected my memory too much i think it just made me a little bit slower at times um mm-hmm. but then kind of like dempsey like i was getting into stages where i, I would have fits um which fits are, are kind of like seizures um like Dempsey, like I was actually aware of what was happening. Uh, A lot of the time, like mine was caused by, you know, aggressive lights. So like whenever we'd go to like the gate or shooters or something like, and the lights would just start fucking flashing. Hmm. um, Trigger everything. Loud noises and stuff like that. Every once in a while would trigger it. And like mine, I wasn't shaking per se. My body would lock, like my whole body would lock and I would just stare and like I knew what was happening, but at the same time I didn't know what was happening, and I couldn't move at all. Um, and that I mean, it was just scary. It was it was it was almost like the feeling of like zoning out. But when you're when you zone out, like you're not really aware of what's going on. And you're like, oh god, you know what just happened? Right. Like I was literally aware of everything that was happening the entire time, and like people were trying to say stuff to me, and I'd try and respond, and I just I couldn't do anything i couldn't speak i couldn't move i couldn't blink so those were those were scary um i had a couple times a lot of times that actually happened when i was trying to go to sleep where um i'd start laying down and then all of a sudden my body would just start ticking and twitching um and just kind of like Uh throwing itself a little bit it wasn't like i wasn't sitting there like shaking like exorcist or anything like that but like it was almost like um nervous ticks or like the the high end of like Tourette's when it's like the physical twitching and stuff like that but mm-hmm. um it was it was kind of inconsistent uh throughout everything and i think the scariest moment i had was when it was actually after i had pledged a fraternity uh with uh justin was in too and i was driving up to traverse city because we had what's called our orchid ball which is our, our formal and i was going up 131 and I had one of those locked seizures. And so like I was literally locked with oh, my damn. hands on the steering wheel and my car was getting ready to go off the road. I was like, the fuck, what the fuck, what the fuck? Like, and I couldn't move. Uh, and then like, cause I was, have you ever had it to where like, I don't know, like you're, you're stuck and you're just trying to move and like as hard as you could. And like, nothing was giving. Right. Uh, I, I don't know how else to describe it. Um, like I was sitting there trying to move everything I could, like just, just twitch my fingers, just move my ankle, something. Um, I'd hit the rumble strips and everything. And then like, finally I was able to get control um, enough to like slow down and then just stop. And like, I just, I, I broke down um, emotionally, like on the side of the road, just cause like there were so few and far between, like, and, and there was nothing there to really set me off, which was what scared me. I think was yeah. because, like it wasn't dark enough for the like the lights uh like passing the trees to cause like the flicker motions or anything. So uh and obviously if I would have lost control like as in like veered off like faster, um that that would have fucked me up. Yeah. Probably permanently. Um well, glad it didn't happen. Yeah, so like right. I mean it had it had a whole bunch of different problems here and there. Like I had to take I think it was a year off of college um just to one like when it happened um 
like I was like, oh no, I think I could still do school. So I still signed up for classes and I was still going to them and everything. And then it just, I was missing too many days because of the the migraines I was having were so debilitating that like I talked to uh, my counselor and and all my teachers and stuff and decided to withdraw. Um, and then what they didn't tell me, what the school didn't tell me, is because I withdrew. I then owed them a bunch of money and I couldn't mm-hmm. go back to school until I paid that off. So that was, I remember that. Yeah, that was fucked up. Um, but uh, there were, there were no treatments that I could have the, they basically just said, find what makes you feel better, which at the time caffeine was one of the only things that helped. They didn't really have migraine medicine back then. The stuff that did have was like what Dempsey had to go through like if if i would have tried to purchase that stuff without having insurance i i would have been broken a in a month um stuff i ended up getting on when i was like 27 no about 28 29 that was 675 dollars a month for a single injection after insurance damn so um back then it, it there's no way i I or anyone with any type of modicum of uh, small wages or, or anything could afford it. So um, most of the time I just had to like sit there and bear it. And eventually like it just, the pain didn't subside, but I started getting used to it. Um, and I think like it started making me a little bit more numb to a lot of things uh, mm. mentally and emotionally. So that, that was the biggest factor it played on me. Yeah, man, I remember there has been, I mean, countless nights of you, you know, staying inside, staying in the bed while we man, all. I miss so many good nights. <laughs> God, there's so many times like I come out and y'all were like wild and having fun. I'm just like, I know, I, I, I felt bad, I, bro. I want, I wanted to go out so bad, uh, and I mean that was, that was the peak of my 20s too. I think I was 23, 23, 24. Yeah, yeah. Nah, I wasn't that old, said. 23 or 24 trust me man 22 23 trust me um yeah no like and before all that too like i was still in pretty decent shape i think i was i was around like 215 um i'd worked out all the time before that I i was still trying to work out during it but that i mean it there are times like where i couldn't even just get out of bed I mean, like what you were saying, Cedric, like I couldn't even go out at night uh, and hang out with you guys um, or anything like that. And it just kind of made me lose, lose out on a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, do you guys feel comfortable talking about, I guess, like the process of the surgery, like pre-op and post-op? It was oh. black. Oh, <laughs> okay. I couldn't see <laughs> shit. Like, what was it like, did they have to do anything like to prepare you for the surgeries? Because I... Um, oh yeah, 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 I know what you're saying now. Dempsey, yeah. you can go first because I think I think yours is probably a little bit more invasive than mine was. Yeah, I mean, for mine, um, I had to be in the hospital for uh, I think about a week and a half. And I mean, for the testing, you know, they you had to or they had to hook up all the electrodes. I think mm-hmm. for mine, there was about thirty-two of them. Oof, and um when they were able to find the right uh, area of my brain, which for that, they had me do like all the, 
do like the reading. So they had me do. Um, They're trying to get your neurons to fire certain ways and uh, right. see how the responses work. Right. Like the reading, like the speech or like the, the speech. Um, they'd have me do like um, motor mm-hmm. skills. Motor, yeah. Yep. 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 All probably that. Visual as yep. well. Visual, all that. So, yeah, like you were saying, when they did find it, um, so when they did find it, um, finally, um, it was a big relief because before that, um, so I, they would still have mm-hmm. me off all my meds for, and I'd have maybe, um, I think I can't remember if it was just like the usual episodes or if it was just maybe it wouldn't be like grand mall seizures, but it was, it felt like it half the time, but, um, it's so taxing on the body too. Like you feel so drained afterwards, even, even the yeah. small ones. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So afterwards they'd be like, okay, so now that we have enough data, um, we're going to get you back on your meds and we're going to give you like a, a milligram or whatever of Ativan so that, um, you know, you can rest or sleep or, um, you know, what have you. So, um, I think it was because my um, my surgery was the 31st of March. So this month, actually, it will be seven years since then. Um, it was like two days after that. And so bef- um, the day of the surgery, um, they I go under and it was the this left, the left um half of the brain yeah i don't know because there's the you know the four halves of the brain so whichever um behind or the the corner you know occipital um, occipital uh, yeah yeah, occipital i believe whichever one's responsible for um, memory eyesight oh no i don't know if it's the occipital lobe i think it's the one that start with the p yeah parietal yeah, I thank definitely you. Pay attention yeah. to that. The one, the yeah. one, <laughs> the different, one. different things, not that yeah. organ. Yeah, yeah. The, the one in the back. Oh shit, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah I think I think the acceptable is in the back. Yeah, uh, it is. It's in the head. Yeah, because yeah. if you got yeah. hit in the back of the head, you kind of dazed and you're like, oh damn, like yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, so like your your motor skills and like a little bit of um, speech, sensory is speech. in the front. Uh, yeah, speech. And then the back, uh, a lot of it's like your your sight, your smell. Uh, I think it's directions. Man, I I think it's I swear to God, too. I paid attention in college. Um, yeah, well, sight, eyesight. You know. Oh yeah, I hear you. Yep, eyesight. I'm sorry, le- <laughs> Tucker. Left back. <laughs> yep, that's the one that um, was responsible for. Anyways, that's where they operated on. And mm, okay. so it, it took about like three and a half hours for them to operate on. Wow. And um, when I finally came to, um, I wouldn't say it was the worst uh, feeling in the world, but when I came to, um, I could not remember like my parents' name. I could not remember my birthday. Um, there were certain mm-hmm. things that I could remember. And it was like the most obscure random ass shit yes like (laughs) i could remember like you know like baseball stats things that you know you guys probably wouldn't uh care about but just 
things that um, like were... Rain Man, you Rain Man, random information. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so they would have me ask me, you know, the same thing every morning. You know, what's you know what um, month is it? Um, what's your birthday? You know, just you know the same thing every morning, just to think, you know, things that you would remember. Um, but that should be easy and like immediate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 But um, so I think it was like four days um, after that when they discharged me. And um, so they had, we get a, a speech therapist and to work with me and they were going to have a, a physical therapist as well, but um, they realized that that wouldn't be necessary because I was making a lot better um, progress with that and um, within a month or so um, the speech therapist you know I was, I was done with that but overall you know that you know my you know my my experience was that was uh, long mm. yeah, sounds long. sounds exhausting <laughs> that I was gonna, yeah man that's yeah. wild bro yeah, I was, yeah. was going to ask you, I mean, what was going through your mind? Like, like not literally, <laughs> besides, figuratively. Besides the, yeah, the but I, just like, how was your emotions? I mean, I think the worst part about it was, you know, um, every day, either my mom or my, my dad would be there or both or my aunt or my uncle or just usually someone would be there to to comfort me. But as soon as uh, they left, um that was probably the, the worst feeling because no, no one was there, you know, to comfort me. Damn. You know, um, and then um, throughout the night, they, someone would come in to either uh, draw my blood, I believe, or to check or do my vitals. You yeah, know, that's the worst to... part. How often you get woken up. Exactly. Which for me, I, I always sleep on my stomach. I, I can never sleep oh, on my right. back. Yeah. And you can yeah. only sleep on your back at the fucking hospital. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I got pretty much no sleep whatsoever the whole time I was there, maybe for like, you know, half hour at the most each day. So other than that, that was my experience in a nutshell there, but that was done in, um, or down in uh, Grand Rapids. So fortunately I didn't have to do any um, traveling down there. And then like with the one, you know, down in Grand Rapids, because originally, you know, um, I was hoping to be able to do the the Meg down in uh, Cleveland, but then they couldn't do it. So I had to do down, I had to do it down in um, Belmont, but then we couldn't do it there. But fortunately they just opened up um, down in Grand Rapids, so I didn't have to travel at all. It was down in Grand Rapids. So, what about you, Chris? Um, so I mean, there most of most of my testing was basically just to make sure that I wasn't going to die <laughs> yeah. um, while while having it. Um, so the problem with mine was that uh, they didn't want to do any immediate surgery because. One, the the surgery itself is very damaging, um, mm. and I, th- I I don't really remember all the statistics, but um, I think it's like seventy percent chance of having permanent damage of some type. 
Um, and then within that 70%, like 50% of that 70% was basically like death. So um, they, they were basically saying, you know, the less likely that they'd have to do surgery, uh, the better. So they're monitoring it to to check to see like how it was growing and everything. So I had to I had to have scans every six months, um, which obviously I couldn't really afford. Um, so I I ended up getting a program through U of M, who was actually the ones that they were taking care of it, um, and they were they were paying for all the medical stuff. Thankfully, uh, I think like my case then became like a study or whatever for like their students uh, eventually, but. Um, so they were checking that, um, and then, like, I, I started feeling like I, everything was okay. Like, I, I wasn't having as many migraines and stuff, and this was right before uh, finally graduating from college, and um, I didn't really want to stay in Michigan. Don't really want to right now, but, you know, job and everything else. But So I, I took a bunch of places, put it in a hat, ended up picking Oklahoma where a good friend of mine from high school lived. Uh, I lived down there with her and her husband for a bit. Um, and like everything was going well. And then all of a sudden, like it just started hitting me like bricks over and over again. Um, I was running a restaurant at the time and I want to say about like a third of my shifts or half of my shifts, I would tuck myself under the, the desk, um, uh, and just like hide in darkness uh, because it'd just be so painful. Um, and eventually it basically caused me to make the determination that I couldn't work anymore. Um, and I was, I was close with the the owner of the restaurant and stuff. And um, I was trying to quit. So he didn't have to pay me for uh, anything, you know, for some reason, I always try to be too fucking nice about shit like that. But thankfully he pushed back. So he put me on uh, short-term disability uh, to allow me to one, not work, uh, which it was leading up to the summer. So I wasn't really going to have much to do anyways. And then two, go get it taken care of. And this was actually uh, the summer going up to your wedding, Cedric. Um, when like, I just started feeling worse and worse. And I was actually in some of the best shape of my life. I think I was down to like 205 pounds, um, not not really that much fat on my body um and then like i was working out so much and then that started happening and i just my my health just tanked and i think i gained i gained like 85 pounds um leading up to your wedding uh so your wedding was may 26th or 24th so or fourth Man. Seven, four. <laughs> yeah, edit, the edit, 24. Edit. <laughs> yeah, the 24. Um, so I, I always remember 24 and 26. So his uh, his wedding was May 24th, uh, which I was going to go back to no matter what. Uh, and my surgery was scheduled for July 26th. I didn't really have any actual prep work for it. Um, only thing I had to do was basically get my head shaved. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to be nice and I'm going to do it myself. So I shaved my head before. I remember um, that. And ready, getting ready to have surgery. Cause I'm like, you know what? I'm going to make it easier for them. That way they don't have to worry about it. Um, but like going into it, I thought I was actually going to be like really scared. Uh, Cause I had a, a high chance to die. And to be honest, like it's, it's weird. Like it was the same feeling I had 
like when my mom passed, like I was devastated. Um, and I was actually like, I, I, I put myself into like a recluse state for like a couple of weeks, but like, I felt like a sense of relief almost. Um, cause I know like how much like she had suffered and stuff like, uh, leading up to it. But like me going towards my surgery, like I didn't, I didn't feel any fear, which is odd. Um, like I was kind of like you know what I'm ready you know it's gonna happen whatever happens happens there's no point in me stressing out over it like it already fucking taken up god how many years of my life four years of my life at that time mm-hmm. um the the tumor had grown to god how big was it uh just over the size of my fist larger than larger than an orange I think um so it was it was putting a lot of pressure on me. Um, I basically had no right side of my brainstem at all. Like, cause it engulfed the whole thing. So the surgery was, was difficult because it was, it was attached to so much uh, tissue and um, all the neurons and stuff that were like linked to it at that point. Um, surgery was, God, I don't remember it. 10 hours. I think it was 10 hours. Um, Would you which, sleep for it? Oh, I was I was knocked the mm-hmm. fuck out. <laughs> I, I <laughs> ain't, no, ain't no way I want to be awake for that shit. Some people actually have to be awake for the brain surgery, which sucks. Uh, yeah, that's what I was wondering. I used to watch yeah. Grey's. So yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, thank God. Because the first thing I asked, I was like, am I, am I going to be put under? They're like, yeah, you're going to be knocked out. I'm like, thank fucking God. Yeah. They gave me muscle relaxers and everything beforehand. And I was just like. Floating. I mean, I was in a good spot, but now yeah. I'm really in a good spot. Um, yeah, man, I remember it like yesterday because, you know, my wife and I, we were in a movie theater. Uh, we were watching Transformers, the, the fourth one. Uh, I forgot what the one, with Mark, the one with Mark Wahlberg. I forgot <laughs> what, it, what it's called. Um, yeah. But anyway, uh, I was texting with sister just getting updates after updates just making sure that you were good man and i'm, I'm happy she was there because she was re- she was literally giving us a, a play-by-play of everything that was going on and she was updating you know my social Facebook. media too yeah yeah, that, yeah i gave her so. i gave her my account to one to update you know in case people were worried or anything like that and two like if i was gone i told her to delete everything mm. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Mm. I need to set that up with somebody, bro. <laughs> mm. <laughs> if I go delete delete the hard drive. Um, yeah, no. So actually, my brother from Colorado uh, came out and stayed uh, during all of it. My sister was down there. Um, I had a bunch of uncles that lived in the area, my grandma. So, I mean, I had a lot of people, which is why I chose Ann Arbor. Yeah. Uh, and you also came out to hang out with me. We went to the uh, yeah. to the Lions game. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that that was Age of Extinction. Extinction. That's what it was. Yeah, Transformers. Age of Extinction. Sorry, I'm glad I, I didn't go extinct. Yeah, thank goodness, um, man. Yeah. I would have been a mess. Yeah. I think we all would have. <laughs> so, uh, it was ten hours, which applause to all doctors, nurses, anyone that has to deal with that stuff. The fact that their job requires them to be standing and operating on such vital things for hours. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's funny because I complain about sitting down for like a couple hours in a row. Like, man, what the fuck? This person literally had to stand above me 
with probably about like a third of my skull like removed to be able to like slowly methodically like cut little teeny pieces here and there um oh uh a part that I didn't say. So the reason they waited four years for me to have surgery is they basically wanted it to be almost uh, impossible for me to have like a normal life. Uh, th- that sounds really bad. Um, it does. But they wanted to, they wanted to hold like, off. Hey, long, hey. <laughs> they wanted to hold off as long as possible until like it was basically you know something that had to yeah. be taken care of because um, they've never in the history of the the type of tumor I had. It's never basically or it's always come back so there is always a chance for like repeat surgeries uh it's never once in the history of like this type of surgery uh ever been completely removed so they had to basically just hold off because the more surgeries you have the riskier it is so um but um 10 hours later uh he was completely done they put my skull back on (laughs) um and I just remember like counting like before the surgery, just counting down. They're like, count down to 10. I'm like, I'm not going to make it 10. I was like, one, two. I think I got up to four. And then I just don't remember anything. And then I just remember waking up. I could only see out of one eye. I think it was yeah. my left. Yeah, it was my left eye. And I was like, the fuck? Like, I didn't know what was going on. I was looking around. I hear people talking to my right side. So like my head was bandaged um, just above my left eyebrow all the way down past like my right jawline and then all the way around my head. So like I literally had like part of my nose, my left eye and my mouth basically were the only things that were exposed and someone was talking. I couldn't really hear. And I, I just remember being so upset because I couldn't see and I didn't know what was going on that I yelled at them for not being in my line of sight and it was my sister and her, at, at the time her boyfriend and like i had no sense of direction or space or anything i guess there was um like the glass wall or whatever for my room was like two feet away from me so there's no way for her to be on my left side and i was just freaking out because it's like i couldn't see or anything um but um they they had me on synthetic marijuana uh, which helped with like a lot of <laughs> yeah. just the UFO. Oh. Wow. Hey, I was gonna say back in the day, the real marijuana was the only thing that was actually helping me, besides like all the stuff that they were trying to suggest, like the, the stupid ass, like heavy narcotics and shit, um, or like opioids. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so like I was on that, and like I started feeling better. Uh, they took the the head bandage off because they actually had to put the scope for like the surgery part of the scope through my eye um so like my eye was like swollen and stuff like that so like the scope had to bloody. go through my eye i remember that Ew. i didn't know that <laughs> yeah um <laughs> yeah are so like in order to red. see certain parts uh because of where it was located they had to go through my eye um uh and they had like the the back part of my head open um for surgery and everything and i got this nice little scar with like a c for my name um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, they they took that off. Like I started feeling better. I couldn't read anything for a week. Uh, I didn't understand English um, written. Um, took me about a day to to really understand speech again. Uh, like what people were saying to me and like what I was saying. Like I was I was able to respond, but it took me a bit. 
Um, I think it was two and a half days for me to be able to walk again. Um, and I, I mean, I got extremely lucky because to be honest, a lot of people from what, from what I was told spend weeks in the hospital recovering from this. I mean, Dempsey, you, yours was a week and a half. Um, but that was like, I, I only had to spend three days in the hospital. Thank God. I hated hospitals. I think that was the, the biggest motivator for me was to get out. Um, and then thankfully my grandma lived five miles away from the university hospital, uh, in Ann Arbor. So, um, the, the rest of my recovery was then there. Um, I couldn't operate any, any vehicles or heavy machinery. Um, they tried giving me a whole bunch of opioids, like heavy ass opioids, uh, which I didn't take cause I, I didn't want to for obvious reasons. Um, so I kind of just like dealt with the pain, uh, would have some, some like ibuprofen here and there. Um, but it took me, God, two months uh, to be able to walk fully normally on my own without having like something to hold on to. Um, like I said, it took me a week to start remembering how to read English. Um, but when I was able to take my first trip, my sister took me actually to the Grand Rapids Zoo and funny enough, like we ran into like this older couple and this lady, she just had the same surgery I had. Um, but like she was her, she had it like probably a month or two before me. So she's like her recovery was going a lot slower than mine. Um, and she was still having issues with, I don't remember if it was speech or reading or something like that, but like she had a lot of the same issues I had. Um, but yeah, I mean, after I want to say it was like three months, I was fully signed off to be able to do like normal activities. I could, could finally drive again um, and all this other stuff. Um, and then the final scan showed actually a complete, um, complete removal, which the neurosurgeon said that's the first time he's ever seen or heard of uh, that ever happening. So, and he wasn't actually, you know, being that narcissistic asshole type where it's like, you know, I'm so great. I removed all of it. Like he was actually slightly dumbfounded by it. So hmm. you had a Derek, bro. <laughs> uh, what? Derek. Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. I ain't want to call no other man McDreamy, bro. But. Well, I, I, it's only a name I know it by because women used to say it all the time. I never actually watched the show. So I, I Dr. Shepard. We call him Dr. Shepard. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That was his real name on the show. So <laughs> Yeah. No, that's uh, I was gonna say that that's what's up, man. I mean, yeah, I'm happy now. The, yeah, as I say, now the only thing that I I I deal with, um, I mean, I still have my migraines, um, which they get really bad sometimes, but um, I have issues with my memory sometimes too, uh, more so the short term stuff, um, but I have noticed too that there's a lot of like, it could just be age as well but like a lot of like a lot of like long-term stuff like i I really struggle to like get the details because i used to i used to have you know really good memory like um pretty close to eidetic and now it's just just like flavor in a relationship like Baby girl, I forgot our anniversary. Hey, you know, you know, be like you, this. you know, you know, I have trouble like that. 
right? <laughs> wow, wow. I mean, it, hey, it's like a get out of jail free card. It kind of exactly. is. Hey, uh, fellas, let's go ahead and put a button on this. Uh, let's uh, let's close out with one very quick question. I guess, what awareness do you guys want to bring to these conditions and I guess issues that you guys had medically? Um, I'd probably say, I mean, you guys obviously could tell and everything just cause like you knew me and like how I, how I was before and then uh, what I was like after and stuff. Um, you can't always tell when someone's dealing with something um, or like what's affecting them just because, just because they're not physically, you know, disabled or you know on crutches or, or in a cast or anything that doesn't mean that they have you know issues that they're they're dealing with or working through that are just as debilitating or you know um hard to to get through or work through and just to just be kind to to anybody um you know they used to teach us that in in school you know a smile goes a mile you know for the right person um and it doesn't cost you anything other than, you know, working out some of the muscles that you probably don't work out enough in your cheeks, you know? So just be cognizant that like, just because you can't see something doesn't mean it's not there. Cool. I I like it. Yeah. I mean, for me, I mean, you, even though you've guys never seen me like have a seizure, anything, you know, you, would you guys have ever known that I've had or that I have epilepsy? Obviously not, but um you know i'm obviously i'm i'm still working on you know things like my speech but even with my you know hopeful surgery you know i'm hoping to smooth things up but you know that may not be the case but yeah i mean for future references you know if you ever do see someone having a seizure obviously you know, what you want to do is just, you know, get them on their be- or on their side, you know, just get any um, obstacles that may be in the way and just, you know, make sure that, you know, they, they don't hurt themselves. Mm-hmm. But just, you know, um, like Justin or like Chris said, you know, just don't debilitate them. Just keep them or treat them like a human being. You know, we're all struggling mm-hmm. in one way or another. So, right. I can I can dig that as well. Chicks dig scars. Chick dig <laughs> scars. Man, what is wrong with this man? Not emotional scars, though, y'all. Yeah. Uh, shit together. Uh, Heal, bro. Cool, cool. Well, hey, um, Chris, I- I'm glad that um, you you've seen better days. I'm glad that you're still here, Dempsey. I uh, I wish you the best of luck and the best of success with your upcoming appointment on yes, St. Patrick's day. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be praying Irish. for you, man. You know, I'll be praying sure. for you because you, you know, you know, I love you and the other two love you. So, uh, but yeah, just, just keep us posted with all that. And I appreciate you both for, you know, being very open-minded literally and um, being very vulnerable and, uncomfortable to talk about this you know to bring awareness to this to what you guys been going through so with that being said we are men of the year your mama's favorite group of men we'll talk to y'all later peace he got the brain pain coach men of the year men of the year men of the year men of the year